Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem, so I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please, let me know if it helped you. Jeremiah 8 and 9. Do you have the joy of knowing God personally? There is a huge difference between religion and relationships. In Leviticus 26.12, God told the Israelites, I will walk among you. I will be your God and you will be my people. That's a relationship. God created humans in his own image so he could have a relationship with us. Unfortunately, we blew it. We had it made and we blew it. The sad thing is we keep blowing it. As we covered in the last seven chapters of Jeremiah, God tried and tried to get the people to stop trying to find religion and fake gods invented by man. They preferred bowing, venerating, praying to, and worshiping worthless pieces of wood, stone, or plaster. Blinded by sin, they rejected and ignored the one true God. These next two chapters of Jeremiah are a sad song as both God and Jeremiah weep at the judgment that fell upon Judah and Jerusalem. Interestingly enough, Jeremiah explains where they went wrong, listening to false teachers and prophets. It's a lesson we all need to learn. Let's dig in. We're in Jeremiah chapter 8. In that day, says the Lord, the enemy will break open the graves of the kings and officials of Judah and the graves of the priests and prophets and common people of Jerusalem. They will spread out their bones on the ground before the sun, moon, and stars, the gods, my people, little g-gods, my people have loved, served, and worshipped. Their bones will not be gathered up again or buried 
but will be scattered on the ground like manure, and the people of this evil nation will survive. Who survive will wish to die rather than live where I will send them. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. Deception by false prophets. Jeremiah, say to the people, this is what the Lord says. When people fall down, don't they get up again? When they discover they're on the wrong road, don't they turn back? Then why do these people stay on their self-destructive path? Why do the people of Jerusalem refuse to turn back? They cling tightly to their lies and will not turn around. I listen to their conversations and don't hear a word of truth. Is anyone sorry for doing wrong? Does anyone say what a terrible thing I have done? No, all are running down the path of sin as swiftly as a horse galloping into battle. Even the stork that flies across the sea knows the time of her migration, as do the turtle dove, the swallow, and the crane. They all return at the proper time each year, but not my people. They do not know the Lord's laws. How can you say we are wise because we have the word of the Lord when your teachers have twisted it by writing lies? These wise teachers will fall into the trap of their own foolishness, for they have rejected the word of the Lord. Are they so wise after all? I will give their wives to others and their farms to strangers. For the, from the least to the greatest, their lives are ruled by greed. Yes, even my prophets and priests are like that. They are all frauds. They offer superficial treatments for my people's mortal wound. They give assurances of peace when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of these disgusting actions? Not at all. They don't even know how to blush. Therefore, they will lie among the slaughtered. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. I will surely consume them. There will be no more harvest of figs or gr and grapes. Their fruit trees will all die. Whatever I gave them will soon be gone. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the people will say, why should we wait here to die? Come, let's go to the fortified towns and die there. For the Lord our God has decreed our destruction and has given us up a cup of poison to drink because we sinned against the Lord. We hoped for peace, but no peace came. We hoped for a time of healing, but found only terror. The snorting of enemies' war horses can be heard all the way from the land of Dan in the north. The neighing of their stallions makes the whole land tremble. They are coming to devour the land and everything in it, cities and people alike. I will send these enemy troops among you like poisonous snakes you cannot charm. They will bite you and you will die. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah weeps for sinful Judah. Verse 18, my grief is beyond healing. My heart is broken. Listen to the weeping of my people. It can be heard all across the land. Has the Lord abandoned Jerusalem or Zion? The people ask, is her king no longer there? Oh, why have they provoked my anger with their carved idols and their worthless foreign gods, says the Lord. The harvest is finished. 
and the summer is gone. The people cry, yet we are not saved. I hurt with the hurt of my people. I mourn and I'm overcome with grief. Is there no medicine in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why is there no healing for the wounds of my people? It was Jeremiah 8. We'll go for Jeremiah 9. If only my head were a pool of water and my eyes a fountain of tears, I would weep day and night for all my people who have been slaughtered. Oh, that I could go away and forget my people and live in a traveler's shack in the desert, for they all are adulterers, a pack of treacherous liars. Judgment for disobedience, verse 3. My people bend their tongues like bows to shoot out lies. They refuse to stand up for the truth. They only go from bad to worse. They do not know me, says the Lord. Beware of your neighbor. Don't even trust your brother, for brother takes advantage of brothers and friends slanders friend. They all fool and defraud each other. No one tells the truth. Practice tongues. They tell lies. They wear themselves out. With all their sinning, they pile lie upon lie and utterly refuse to acknowledge me, says the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. See, I will melt them down in a crucible and test them like metal. What else can I do with my people? For their tongues shoot lies like poisoned arrows. They speak friendly words to their neighbors while scheming in their hearts to kill them. Should I not punish them for this, says the Lord? Should I not avenge myself against such a nation? I will weep for the mountains and wail for the wilderness pastures, for they are desolate and empty of life. The lowing of cattle is heard no more. The birds and wild animals have all fled. I will make Jerusalem into a heap of ruins, says the Lord. It will be a place haunted by jackals. The towns of Judah will be ghost towns with no one living in them. Who is wise enough to understand all this? Who has been instructed by the Lord and can explain it to others? Why has the land been so ruined that no one dares to travel through it? The Lord replies, this has happened because my people have abandoned my instructions. They have refused to obey what I said. Instead, they have stubbornly followed their own desire and worshiped the images of Baal as their ancestors taught them. So now this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, look, I will feed them with bitterness and give them poison to drink. I will scatter them around the world in places and their ancestors never heard of. And even there, I will chase them with the sword until I have destroyed them completely. Weeping in Jerusalem. Verse 17. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Consider all this and call for the mourners. Send for the women who mourn at funerals. Quick, begin your weeping. Let the tears flow from your eyes. Hear the people of Jerusalem or Zion crying in despair. We are ruined. We are completely humiliated. We must leave our land because our homes have been torn down. Listen, you women, to the words of the Lord. Open your ears to what he has to say. Teach your daughters to wait. Teach one another how to lament, for death has crept in through our windows and has entered our mansions. It has killed off the flower of our youth. Children no longer play in the streets and young men no longer gather in the squares. This is what the Lord says. Bodies will be scattered across the fields. 
like clumps of manure, like bundles of grain after the harvest, no one will be left to bury them. This is what the Lord says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful boast in their power or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love, who brings justice and righteousness to the earth, and that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. A time is coming, says the Lord, when I will punish all those who are circumcised in body, but not in spirit. The Egyptians, the Edomites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the people who live in the desert in remote places, and yes, even the people of Judah, and like all these pagan nations, the people of Israel also have uncircumcised hearts. That last, that was the end of Jeremiah 9. The last paragraph is interesting, and Pastor Sandy Adam comments, the Jews were proud they were circumcised. They trusted in a one-time operation as a get-out-of-judgment-free get out card. Yet God promises they'll be judged with the Gentiles. That's Pastor Sandy Adams. On a path to self-destruction. Usually when you realize that you're going in the wrong direction, you pause and turn around and go the other way. Otherwise, you'll be so off course that you may end up in danger. That goes for traveling in an unfamiliar area, as well as the paths we take in life. Why do people stay on self-destructive paths? Well, I was on a self-destructive path for a long time. And you can check out my story, my testimony that's in the bottom of my blog, and the link is in the show notes. I was rejecting the truth, God's instructions, only because it didn't fit my worldview and my lifestyle. I didn't know Jesus. I knew who Jesus was, the Son of God and part of the Holy Trinity. I had book knowledge, not heart knowledge. There's a huge difference. I knew religion, having grown up Catholic. Yet God seemed so far away. No one guided me. No one encouraged me to read the Bible daily. I had to become a seeker on my own. Now, I know Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. He is my friend, my helper, and my guide. He is with me 24-7 through the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Finally, I'm on the right path. Even the birds know to go back. The birds mentioned here are migratory birds. Here in America, we call them snowbirds, as well as the people who live in the cold northern states who winter in the south. They are smart and know when it starts getting cold, it's time to start heading south to the warmer weather. Yet they always return in the spring. That's what Jeremiah can't wrap his brain around. How can the people know the truth still not come back to the one true God? When we hear lies and false teachings, we need to stand up for the truth. Verse 820 is the saddest verse. Poor Jeremiah knows there's nothing more to be done. It's the epitome of hopelessness. We may be feeling that now as we look around the world. Thankfully, we have our confident hope in Jesus Christ. And you know, he wins in the end. So you've got to read the last book in the Bible. The Balm and Gilead, there's an old hymn which I embedded at the bottom of my blog and it's taken from verse 822. However, it spins it in a positive light. In Gilead, there's the storax tree that has a resin that when made into a balm has healing qualities. 
There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin sick soul, and that's Jesus. All this loss and destruction was so unnecessary. Jesus is the cure for sin. Today is the day of salvation. After death, it's too late. The church lied for centuries. Stop believing the lies and discover the truth for yourself. Be like the Bereans. When we find them in Acts 17, 11. And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul or Silas were teaching the truth. We can't be lazy about studying the Bible daily. It is God's word and nourishment for our starving and thirsty souls. It is, it is the bread of life and the living water that Jesus spoke of so often. We have it easily available. We are just lazy and it's sad. You may think you are a Christian. You may think you know Jesus, but you probably really don't. Jesus didn't suffer torture and die so we could have religion. He died so he could have a relationship with you. He even tells us in Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Let him in. Isn't it about time you have the joy and privilege of knowing God? What are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog, click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And in the bottom of my blog is, again, the links to my testimony and the two old hymns. What a friend we have in Jesus, and, and there is a balm in Gilead. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version, or NKJV, and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that will be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it.
Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my Father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.